0: Thank yous for tuning in to the Truth Matters Podcast. Tonight is our first episode. We thank the Lord for giving us the opportunity to preach His Word, and we pray that this message would be an encouragement to you. Amen. And tonight we're going to be reading out of the book of Jonah, which is a very familiar story that we're all aware of. It's Jonah and the whale, but tonight we want to do something a little different. We want to go a little deeper into context and application and see what this book has in store for us.
1: And... The title of this message is The Stubbornness of Men. Amen. And we're going to look at Jonah here tonight. John, let's go into it. Verse 1, chapter 1.
0: Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it. For their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord.
1: Now, John, this is a prophet of God. This man should understand that you can't flee the presence of God.
0: Exactly not. Because look at Psalms 139 states, Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there.
1: And, and this is our first point, the disobedience of Jonah the disobedience to God and Jonah has to understand you can't flee the presence of God we got to understand we can never flee the presence of God as as hard as we try as much as we think we're doing it it's impossible God is omnipresent John amen and you always
0: be obedient to his will
1: amen go to verse 4 John
0: but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. And they hurled the cargo that was into the ship, into the sea, to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down in the
1: inner part of the ship, and had laid down, and was fast asleep. John, this is our second point. The self-centeredness, the no compassion of Jonah. See, these men were throwing the stuff off the boat. To try and lighten it for them, to and try and get to safety. And the storms because of him. Exactly. And he don't want even help. So he decides, I'm going to go sleep. He has no compassion for these men. And look at
0: verse 6. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God you will worship will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And why exactly is Jonah running away? Why is he acting like this? Why does he not want to go to Nineveh? Is he running away because he doesn't like God? Is he running away because there's a hatred? Well, as we see in history, Nikki, and throughout the Bible that the Ninevites are the enemy of Israel, of the Jews. And what these Ninevites would do to the Jews, they would murder them so much they would wear their bones as necklaces, they would put them on stakes, uh, flogging them, for instance. Necessarily, there would be bodies piled up going to Nineveh. So Jonah hates these men, and he does not want to go and give repentance. These are
1: ungodly people. These
0: are ungodly people, cruel people. And that's why we see Jonah does not want to go.
1: In John, going over seven, we see that they cast lots to see whose fault is it? What's going on? And the lot lands on Jonah. And then he, then he asks him, where are you from? What's going on? Well, what did you do? And we see in verse nine, his response. And he says, I am a Hebrew and
0: I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Verse 10 then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him what is this you have done for the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them and look what verse 11 says then they said to him what shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us for the sea grew more and more temptuous. and he said to them pick me up and hurl me into the sea then the sea will quiet down for you now Nikki this isn't necessarily Jonah being a hero He's not trying to make a sacrifice and play and help out the team. It's anything but Nineveh. It's anything but Nineveh. He wants no part of it so much, throw me into the sea. He's not even aware that God's
1: going to point this fish and swallow him Oh! But look what 13 says. Nevertheless, the man rode hard to get back to the dry land. More and more temptress did the sea grow against them. Here we see that these pagan
0: worshippers are acting more godly than Jonah. Jonah didn't want to help them out with the cargo to throw it into the sea. And now here we see these men decide, you know what, we're not going to throw them out of the sea. Maybe there's a chance we could beat this storm. Maybe we could row hard enough and get them to safety. But as we see, the storm is just too strong for them. And now they cry out to the Lord, help us uh, so that the lay not on us innocent blood. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows.
1: And then we see in 17, and the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Uh, John, did, now we get to chapter 2, Jonah's praying. It's a quick prayer that Jonah gives, and it, it's, it's weird enough that in this
0: prayer, he doesn't make no mention of the men, because he has no clue exactly what happened to them. And look what it says here. I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered
1: me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. Now, John, the word Sheol there, it, it, and we look it up in the Hebrew. What does it mean? It means hell. It means a The realm of the dead. And look what happens in 10. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah upon the dry land. Even there, God gives him grace and mercy. Even there... Even though he tried to run away from the presence of God, even there when he was self-centered, when he didn't care about no one else but himself, God still showed him mercy and grace. And look what it says here. There's a famous saying, for salvation
0: belongs to the Lord. And that's in verse 9. And just to touch up a little bit, it's only when Jonah's in this feeling of hell, which is Sheol, where he cries out to the Lord. It's only when he's in need that he finally goes to God. And going to 3, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out it, against it the message that I tell you. And just something that was interesting to me, going back to verse 10, it's the fact that God uses a fish to bring about salvation to these people, the prophet to bring about salvation, the message that God wants them to. And something interesting that we were studying over the past few weeks on this book, the Ninevites was worshipping, Nicky, a certain God called Dagon, who was the fish God. And that was something interesting to me and and going to verse 4 in chapter 3 jonah began to go into the city going a day's journey and he called out and this is what he said yet 40 days and nineveh shall be overturned this is eight words in english five in hebrew this is a short sermon nikki this
1: could be the world's shortest sermon
0: exactly and and i i think this isn't exactly what god had in store that he wanted them to preach because notice nikki There's not a mention of sin, there's not a mention of how should they respond, there's not even a mention of God. Joni here just wants to get in and out of Nineveh hoping that they do not repent.
1: Yeah, but look, look at, what is it, five. And look at five. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Amen.
0: Isn't that beautiful that God would use that short, silly sermon and bring about repentance for
1: these people? For the glory of God, John, we see in verse 6 that the king makes a decree and he tells the people that they should all wear sackcloth, that they should all be in mourning, for they should come to repentance to the Lord. But look, look at this, John, and this brings us to our third point, the hatred towards enemies. Look at Jonah. Read, read chapter 4, John. And Nikki, this should be a time of
0: rejoicing. People coming to faith in God, people coming to believing and saving grace and God bestowing on them mercy, and salvation, but look what Jonah's response is in verse 4 in reading. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry, and he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. Now, he's using these beautiful attributes of God, of mercy, of grace, steadfast love, relenting from disaster. He's using them in a negative sense. He's just so upset at God. And look what necessarily he's saying. I can't believe you would give mercy and grace to these Ninevites. After all they've done to your people, you have
1: all the passion to save them. In John, we see that the book of Jonah ends on a weird note. It ends with... Uh, Jonah fleeing again, going to a beach, a palm tree, God making a palm tree appear, then making it disappear. And read 11, John. This is, this, look how weird of a, a note it ends And this on. is a question that God
0: asks Jonah after being so naive and so mad that God took away this palm branch for a day and took it down in a day. And he's just so mad at God for that. Look what it says here. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 people, who do not know their right hand from their left, oh so much the cattle, question mark. That's the end of the book. And Jonah don't give a response. You know, Nikki, I think if there was a response, he would probably say something like, just kill me now. Because that's, that's all he says in this book. Will you just, look what it says in four, going back to verse four, chapter four. Oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. He would rather be dead than to see
1: Nineveh being bestowed upon mercy and grace and it's amazing but ending john what's the application for us what's what's the application what do we get out of this
0: well as we went through the three points we've seen jonah having disobeyed the lord self-centeredness lacking of compassion and a hatred towards enemies and i think the the book of jonah is sort of like a mirror it's sort of showing how we all feel towards our enemies Because at times we hate them at times we don't pray for them at times we don't want god to give them anything we're disobedient we're self-centered at times and i think the book is trying to show us hey let's not be like jonah here let's not fall into the errors that jonah fell in. nikki rather let's pray for our enemies let's ask the lord to grant them repentance to bless them with whatever that their hearts are desiring And I think that's the point. That's the application.
1: And John, look what Ephesians 4.32 says. But be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Amen.
0: Praise the Lord. And something we want to look at before we close, and that is the characteristics, the attributes of God within the book. And here we see nothing more, nothing less than the sovereignty of God. Amen. We see that it is God who tells Jonah to go to Nineveh. We see that it's God that brings upon the fish, who causes the fish to vomit Jonah onto dry land. We see he brings about the storm, he calms the storm. And that is such a wonderful thing to know that God is sovereign over everything. We also see his compassion and his mercy and his grace to to Nineveh and also to stubborn
1: Jonah. Well, we thank the Lord for this time We pray that the Lord will bless you, give you guys all your guys' heart's desires. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
0: 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God bless.